what would they do without you? I mean, if for some reason you left your ministry suddenly, I mean, maybe you just quit and slammed the door and took off because you were frustrated. Maybe, God forbid, some tragedy takes place and God just says, hey man, heaven just ain't great until you get here and he just calls you home or whatever. What if you left your ministry? What would they do without you? Now, I know sometimes you think, well, what would they do without me? And you think about, you know, how lucky they are to have you and how nobody knows everything that you have to do. But today on Kidman Talk, we're going to talk seriously about what would they do without you. And you might be surprised the direction I'm going to go with that. Hey, this is Carl Bastian coming to you from Kidology.org, and you're listening to Kidmen Talk. Hey, we do a lot in kids ministry and we get stressed out in kids ministry and we get overwhelmed. I don't know if you're like me and I know I am like me. Um, yeah, There's more to do every week than I can ever possibly get to. Children's ministries like juggling, but instead of being able to juggle everything, every week is a constant decision-making of which balls am I going to let drop and which ones am I going to keep in the air. And there's some you got to keep in the air. I mean, Sunday's always coming. You got to have a great experience for the kids. There's things that the boss wants you to do, but there are some things that you just have to let drop. But there's a lot you do, and a lot of things get procrastinated next week. There's some things that you are just knocking it out of the park on. There's other things you kind of cringe. You hope nobody knows just how shabby or poorly you're doing it but it's you know it's it's grade c it's average it's okay you know you're not flunking you know you're not getting a d minus in those areas there's some areas that um you're a no-show i mean you're just there are things you want to get to that you're just not getting to and you you learn about those when you go to a conference right and you find about all these things you ought to be doing in the ministry and it can be really discouraging and it can be really overwhelming i mean there's all many there's only so many hours in a week and you may find yourself asking yourself man what would they do without me and Sometimes when we say that, what we really mean is, man, they are so lucky to have me. Nobody has any idea how much I do. In fact, if I were to leave, you know, by death or dishonor or, you know, just walking out the door, man, this whole ministry would come crashing down. But I would challenge you, as true as that may, may be, to look at that question in a different light. Because I want to make a bold, challenging statement to you right now, and I want you to hear this. My bet, and and I would be willing to put some money on it, except I, there's a lot of listeners and I'd probably be broke because I would um, don't want to you know, be out too much money, but I would bet money there are things you are doing that are completely optional. I would bet that there are things you are doing that nobody's asking you to do. In fact, I would bet that there are things you're doing that really you shouldn't be doing. Now, these aren't bad things, okay? I'm not talking about, you know, you're spending two hours a day on YouTube or uh, spending too much time on social media. I'm talking about good things, like great things for the ministry that nobody's asking you to do. In fact, here's how you identify the things that you're doing that may be good things, but that really you could let go and the ministry would be fine. And it's to ask that very question, what would they do? if you weren't there. Let's suppose that 
for some reason, you did have to leave the ministry, okay? Now, don't think, don't dwell on the whys because we don't want to be picturing, you know, your death or illness or getting fired. Um, let's say it's it's wonderful, you know? Um, you found a lottery ticket because you wouldn't, of course, play the lottery, and it's a bazillion dollars, and uh, so you pay off the church's mortgage, and your mortgage, you buy a nice car, and you decide to fund every nonprofit ministry related to children's ministry, and so you don't really need this job. In fact, you're just going to be a nursery volunteer for the rest of your life. But anyway, you leave this ministry for a good reasons, all right? But the point is, you were to suddenly leave, what things that you're currently doing would the boss say to whoever had to step into your shoes, um, that poor person, right? What would that boss say? What would the people, the volunteers say, hey, you have to do this? That leader, you, used to do this. Don't stop this, all right? And what are some of the things that you're doing? And, and I would take some time to write down whatever some of the things they like um, that you would imagine that they would keep doing. In fact, it might be a question that you might want to be brave enough to even ask your leadership team. Say, what are some of the things that we're doing that are essential? If I were to cut out some things that I'm doing, give me three things to not stop doing, that you'd be disappointed if I stopped doing them. Those are good to know. But the harder question is, what should you stop doing that nobody would miss? I mean, I remember I used to create the most amazing newsletters. I love desktop publishing. I love graphics. I love making custom graphics. And I would spend hours making these amazing newsletters. You know, and I didn't actually know how much they were read. I mean, I got compliments on them. People always said, wow, they always took them home. But you know what? I reached a point where I decided, you know what, I don't think this is the best use of my time. I'm not even convinced that they're very effective. And I just stopped doing it. It was like the middle of the year. It wasn't even a January, you know, New Year's decision. And that one person said to me, hey, where's this month's newsletter? Or I haven't seen a newsletter in a couple months. And it kind of hurt my feelings, but nobody knew. So I didn't, you know, dwell on it. But I was like, man, I used to put a lot of time into that. And no one even missed it. And I freed up hours of my week. I also remember when I used to spend more time than I care to admit to you on making the most amazing PowerPoints for Children's Church. I mean, I had characters that walked out and did and talked and interacted with me. I had all the animations and I had the, you know, the the transitions and the letters coming out in all these cool ways. And I know that was a phase and now luckily PowerPoint um, protocol is to keep it clean and keep it simple. Because um, I think everyone got tired of spending so much time on their PowerPoints. But I realized, man, I'm spending hours on a PowerPoint that that I show once, you know, and as great as it is, I mean, the kids don't even go home and say, mom, dad, you will not believe the PowerPoint that Pastor Carl showed today. I mean, the way the letters came in and the way the, the graphics looked like they were walking across the screen. I mean, no, it didn't happen. And so I had to reach a point where I decided, you know what, nobody would miss this if I wasn't here. And I had to start giving myself a time limit and make sure that, you know what, I'm going to give myself an hour. In fact, then I got really smart where I started creating one PowerPoint for the entire series. And I would just change out the Bible verse, change out the game slide, change out a couple of the teaching slides, and I could create the whole series in one time. And I'd give myself a little more than an hour to do that. And then just by going through and doing some deleting 
and whatever. I was able to have the whole month done in one time. Then, of course, we got into video editing. And man, when video editing was new, I was spending so much time doing that. And I realized, again, it's a video that people would just watch for a very short period of time and then it would be over, like a highlight video. Man, I would spend so much time making the most amazing highlight videos and making sure that what was in the video matched the words of the song. And I finally realized, you know, people watched that once and whether I spent a half hour on it or four hours, the impact on the audience was exactly the same. Now, I'm giving away some secrets, but I use some tools to create those really fast. I mean, if you use a Mac, there's some automatic tools right in your photos that will create a slideshow, pretty amazing. You can use a website like animoto.com that can make some really incredible highlight videos where you just upload your video clips and your pictures, and I can crank out an amazing highlight video after an event, sometimes even the day of the event, get it up there on Facebook right away, and literally I spent 15, 20 minutes on it. But the point is to look at your life and your time and go, what am I spending a ton of time on? What could I stop doing? And it's hard when it's something you personally really enjoy doing, but is it the best use of my time? Is this costing me my evenings? with my family? Is this costing me my weekends? Is this preventing me from having a hobby outside of kids' ministry? And yes, you should have a hobby outside of children's ministry. Children's ministry should not be your hobby, um, but we're going to talk about that on a future podcast. So my challenge for you today in this short Kidman talk is to ask yourself, what would they do without you? And not to think of it in a martyr mindset of like, oh man, they just, you know, the church would, the doors would be closing in three weeks because they just couldn't, you know, continue without me. But no, what would they actually value highly that you're currently doing and keep doing it? And then focus your time and energy on that. And what are some of the things that they would say, you know, that was great. We enjoyed it, but you know, it's not essential. And if they wouldn't continue it after you leave, maybe it's not something you need to be doing now. You know, I know so often in kids' ministry, from conferences to books to even podcasts, you hear, you should be doing this, and you should be doing this, and you should be doing this. I, I want to do the opposite. I don't want to give you another thing that you should be doing. I want to challenge you to come up with something that you're going to stop doing. And again, I'm not talking about sin. Yeah, you should stop doing that. I'm talking about something good, but something that takes up a lot of time. Take some time to prayerfully meditate. I bet if you ask your spouse, you you might not like what you hear, but you will probably get some really good feedback of something that you could stop doing. Talk to your team, talk to some trusted volunteers and say, hey, I'm not asking you to tell me what to do. I'm asking you to give me feedback. You're not making a commitment to take their advice, but you're saying, I want to hear because I want to value my time. I want to prioritize the things that I do and I want to make sure I'm keeping first things first. And maybe you'll even post in Facebook in the link that's provided along with this podcast what it was that you decided that you're going to stop 
doing. Hey, if you appreciate Kidology, if you appreciate the Kidman Talk podcast, I love hearing everywhere I go how much people enjoy the podcast. They pester me when I don't do it for a while, and I appreciate that. This is one of those things that people tell me, please keep doing, and that's why we keep the podcast free. But if you enjoy Kidology, if it's a help and a blessing to your ministry, please do consider joining Kidology and becoming a member. I can give you the sales pitch and all the amazing benefits and resources you get as an all-access member to Kidology. But the number one thing is you support our ministry and you help us to be able to continue to equip and encourage children's workers, not only here in the United States, but literally all over the world. Thank you for what you're doing, but also thank you for what you're not going to be doing so you'll have more time for what you should be doing. This is Carl. Thanks for listening to the 105th Kidman Talk. And I'll be back again the next time God puts something in my heart to share with you. Thanks.